0: Coming up, the rise of principle-based media buying, CNBC launch an in-house agency, and finally the launch of a new global independent media network which is privately owned. Hello and welcome to IDCom's Media Snack, episode twenty-one. So, three really interesting topics today. Um, We're going to report on a a brilliant piece written in the US trade press in Ad Age, which for the first time, puts down uh, a marker on principle-based media buying. And we'll explain what that is, and perhaps some of the implications uh, and questions that it might raise at marketers. Uh, CNBC have launched uh, an in-house agency called Catalyst. Mm -hmm. And they're launching a new marketing TV TV show, which is uh, very exciting. And finally, we bring news of the the unveiling of a new media agency global network, uh, which has popped up out of the blue. um, Which it sounds like a really good idea, privately owned, uh, which I think is going to be a real differentiator potentially for their success. Which is good for the industry, absolutely. All coming up on today's IDCOM's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich, and I nearly forgot to say that. Okay, first up today, quite a big topic actually. We're talking about principle-based media buying on the back of uh, a piece written by Alexandra Brill in Ad Age, which is really interesting. Court RI, and it seems to be catching the interests of various different people yeah. around the world. No? So, so, so what is principle-based
1: buying? I mean, are we adding more complexity to an already complex marketplace?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Always need more complexity, right? Uh, So principle-based buying is just talking about the role that the agency plays in the contractual relationship with their client and then with the media vendor. And the idea being is that, as if you're principal in the contract, you basically take the risk. Okay, so it's stuff that agencies have been doing for a while. We're familiar with it in the UK in principle, Mm. Ellie. in the form of share deals and things like that, which are you know, kind of upfront commitments yeah. of volume, um, right, yeah. but those are in principle mm-hmm. commitments, not actually necessarily pre-buying inventory. Um, what's going on in the US now, and it's, it's nascent, but it's, it's fast growing, and it's been around for a little while, and it's brilliant that Alexandra has now raised this uh, in a big way in AdAge, um, because it really rises and brings it to attention is that there are some of the uh, media agency groups are now pre-buying, not just committing to buy at some point in the future a share, but actually buying media inventory in advance, Mm -hmm. sometimes repackaging that, uh, and then selling that on. So this is what might be, has been called brokering media or arbitrage of media. Um, And so agencies, this is a US story, are increasingly taking that position. It's still quite small, 5-10% of the market, Mm -hmm. but that's that's still a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, The implications it has, of course, is that the agency takes the risk and as a client you are being asked to forego transparency on the cost of that media that the agency actually acquired it for because they're just reselling it to you like a broker. And also the fees involved. On the Um, assumption that you're getting, as a client, uh, really competitive, really low media prices, right? Well, it's a a way, I mean, if you think about, it's a way that agencies, who, who, you know, they're claiming that they're under, obviously, increasing pressure to deliver lower and lower costs. So that's something that we hear quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And so they're saying that this is a result of that. And so they can go to a media vendor, take a huge position on media inventory, buy things at a huge discount, use their leverage to negotiate ever cheaper, cheaper prices, mm-hmm. package that up, and then still sell it to a client cheaper. But with massive <laughs> margins? With potentially you know, unlimited margins, because mm-hmm. you can sell stuff for whatever client's prepared to pay for it. Um, and there's no disclosure required as to how they acquired that media. Mm-hmm. Whether they paid anything for it, frankly, yeah. um, or that it was part of some other reciprocal deal. So it's in- interesting, I think,
1: uh, in terms of the, the way that the agency groups are organising themselves mm. to see which direction they're going. Yeah. I mean, Brian Lesser, who uh, was leading XAXIS, is now uh, is now key principal within within Group N.
0: Yeah, and I mean, and he's you know through Exaxis, he's an experienced principal based media buyer, That's right. uh, now running Group M, yeah. which sends, a, I think, to us a clear signal of Group M's intentions in that space is that they're very much focused perhaps mm-hmm. on a future of, you know, uh, brokered media or principle-based buying. Um, and we've seen, again, the same uh, Scott Hagdorn who was the equivalent at uh, Omnicom in their, their unit, Analect. Um, Scott has just been put in charge of, uh, is it Hearts and Science? Yeah, the uh, right. the new OM or the new Omnicom Media Agency that they created uh, on the back of the G so I mean, he's right. running the agency, as is Brian. Mm. That I think tells us you've got two big agents, two of the biggest agencies in the US. Well, where, the, where the bets are going, right? Yeah.
1: But as a as a client, um, how can I be certain that my that the thinking, the str- the strategy, and my planning is 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 objective and neutral? Yeah. If I'm being sold big chunks of media inventory that the agency needs to
0: shift. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, a, this is the, the problem, right, is that agencies will then have a, if they're taking these positions, they'll have a vested interest, of course, in selling you mm. uh, specific types of media. So it does call into question, then, the neutrality or the objectivity yeah. of their planning when they've already got a whole ton of media inventory that they that they've taken a risk on mm. right they've got to they got to sell it otherwise they lose money now um, so it does make a you know in that scenario it makes a bit of a mockery the idea that you would pay an agency yeah. any kind of fee for strategy and planning when the outcome is largely yeah. predetermined based on what they have to sell but i can but as a client i can see the benefit of that yeah. if all i want from my media agency is
1: the delivery of really cheap media inventory yeah right and i don't care how they make their money uh, within that. I have no desire to have any transparency within that trading position. Yeah. All I want is, is, is cheap media inventory. Yeah.
0: If, however, I want my But me- also the, related to an outcome. Do you know what I mean? So if it, yeah. it's, it's okay to buy in that fashion if you're really clear that it drives a particular outcome for your business. Then you might go, you know what, I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. care what you bought it for. I don't care actually what the As it long costs, as it's working. As long as it, we can show that it's doing something. So it seems a le- perfectly legitimate, illegitimate mm. way of doing things. But if I want my agency to be my advisor, yeah. my strategic leader,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, that's not going to work. No. So, so how, how can... Uh, I mean, can the two uh, options live together you know, conveniently? Or do, do the agencies have to decide whether they're going to be uh, a, a principal buyer of, of media
0: inventory or a strategic advisor to their clients. Yeah.
1: Can the two of them cohabitate well, I, think,
0: I think agencies are betting on uh, you know, being able to beat all of these things. But I think what was so good about Alex's piece uh, in AdAsia, and we'll link to it, please read it. So re- We've been sharing it saying, you ha- if, you, if you invest in media, you need to read this just to understand what's going on. Um, the great thing about Alex's piece is it it's starts, I think it will be quite a watershed moment, hopefully, because it will create this d- discussion and debate, but it's you know, it's going to require agencies, I think, eventually, hopefully with marketers' pressure, to decide one way or the other what are they going to be. Um, I was at a dinner last night, we were talking, we were talking about this exact issue, and agency groups seem to think that they can, you know, part of the group could be doing one bit and part could be doing the other mm. bit, the strategic trusted advisor. I think that's a real challenge. Yeah. It's going to be a real challenge for them. Um, Especially, I mean, at the moment, it's it, you know, they can, they can work
1: within, within both, right? Because the arbitrage, the, the, the principal buying uh, piece is still relatively... Low, so yeah. five, ten, maybe even maximum fifteen percent of the inventory yeah. being delivered is 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 managed this way, but as that becomes uh, higher and you get to a critical mass, there has to be a decision made, right? You yeah. can't be both,
0: no, because one compromises the other. They would, sure. Yeah, they would they would corrupt each other, and you could argue that they perhaps are doing that now. You know, there are there are and, and they have been. I mean, we've been talking about this for sorry, maybe ten years. Does, does a media agency's buying position compromise the objectivity of their planning? Mm. And so, you know, who knows? As this rolls out, yeah. you know, we, we expect at some point, and that's why this, you know, now this kind of watershed perhaps moment with this piece coming out is that it might be the beginning of this separation, a real delineation yeah. between uh, a side of the industry which is principle based brokered buying with no transparency, or little transparency, and the only thing you can really gamble on as a marketer is that it's going to drive some outcome, Mm -hmm. and you might be happy with that, or you view media in a slightly different way, a more strategic way, Mm -hmm. uh, and you require transparency of what's happening to your money, what you're buying, um, and you want to impose really better governance over that company investment, and make the process more accountable in which case you're going to need objective independent neutral trusted you know expertise and advice which agencies are very capable of delivering but they're going to have to separate these things out it'd be interesting to see how agencies you know over the next year deal with these kind of shifting sands Mm. um, because i think a line really needs to be drawn and as a marketer yeah You've got to decide. And I think that's the, the right model for you. That's the challenge. So we had, um,
1: we had a, a, a transparency uh, panel discussion mm. uh, last Friday. And, and we had uh, some brilliant panelists uh, discussing transparency and trust yeah. in a, the broader context. Uh, Bob Wootten, uh, I think, made a, a brilliant concluding point at the end. And, and in front of a, a, an audience full of you know, very high-profile brand marketeers, he laid down the gauntlet. He yeah. said it was their responsibility to take a leadership position on how they wanted to work with their agencies moving yeah. forward. Um, and, and perhaps that will be uh, you know a, a rallying cry and a discussion point for the ANA, the, the yeah. conference that you're going to be attending
0: in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, exactly. Early. So in, uh, in two weeks, less than two weeks, I will be sitting in sunny Florida, well, it's sunny London actually, it's quite nice today. Um, at the ANA's Advertising Financial Management Conference, which is like the big stuff, like I think year four for me. This is where the whole uh, media rebate discussion blew up. Yeah. Um, last year, uh, room of, you know, 700, I think, you know, marketing procurement leaders in the, mostly U.S. Uh, and this is going to be one of the, you know, talking points. I hope it is in the kind of halls and corridors, um, at the conference because the assembled, People in that room are going to be the main decision makers. Mm. They have to be the main decision makers. They cannot duck this. This is such a big uh, decision that that brands are going to have to take when it comes to how they invest in media. Mm. Um, And I think it's going to be pretty black and white. It's going to have to be. So they need to kind of get smart on the issues and also the options because they're two viable options. You know, they're both contract compliant. Yeah. You know, potentially there's nothing kind of dodgy about one or the other, but there has to be a separation. And the, and the, the assembled crowd in that room are going to be people that have to make decisions eventually on this, on this topic. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Yeah. So we're going to do a, a live broadcast from... Uh, yeah, we are. We're going to try. Yeah, know. watch out yeah. for that. So we're, when I'm in Florida, so in two weeks' time, um, we're going to do a, a media snack live from the Ana conference,
1: uh, uh, no pressure, are you?
0: Yeah, and we don't know how we're going to do that. We might do that on Facebook Live or something. Anyway, we'll figure that out. We'll let you know. But uh, yeah, we're going live. So second up, uh, two
1: key announcements from CNBC mm. this week. Um, uh, the first is that they are launching their in-house agency called yeah. Catalyst. Yeah, this is. This is the initiative uh, uh, of um, Max Raven, who's SVP of sales at CNBC, and um, he's developed a team internally that won't just act as a a sales facilitator for CNBC, but they're going to do a lot more. They're going to provide insights, they're going to develop content, they will create experiences for their clients. So they're bringing a lot of the stuff that perhaps traditionally would be um, the, the roles and responsibilities of agencies yeah. in-house yeah it's a really interesting uh, it is
0: I mean they've been CNBC uh, and other kind of international media uh, platforms properties have for years been de- you know helping clients develop content and doing those direct buys and deals with with some brands mm. but I think what Max has done which is really interesting he's packaged it and branded it and selling that like an agency service yeah um, and it's the first that I've heard of that, mm. um, that kind of model, which, you know, in, the, in the scheme of the, all the things we've been talking about, is kind of interesting. This is, uh, you know, Max sat on the panel last week. We were at CNBC, uh, very interesting discussion. They are building agency capability at a time when perhaps you know, trust uh, in, the, in the agency model as is is perhaps under threat, that's right. um, and we were just interested to think: Is that a trend now that actually media vendors and publishers, content owners, can start to really serve brands directly, that's not from right. just from a sales perspective, as you said, but yeah. from a full end-to-end agency service? And he's repositioned it based on you know uh, f-
1: refocusing from price to value. Yeah, I and mean, that's the reason that. Uh, he's added so many more services yep. because he wants to add to, uh, value to, to, to his clients' offering, yep. which is great. And, and what else are they doing? And so they've launched a, uh, an international show called Marketing Media Money, yep. which is going to be a thirty-minute slot uh, each week. Yes, and it is going to is essentially designed around sort of navigating the the fascination of the, the marketing, advertising, and media industry. Um, through the lens of senior, high-profile marketers.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Keith Weed, I think, was. Yeah, there. we had a glimpse of that. Yeah. The interview that the, the kickoff interview. I think it starts in May. The the show. Um, the kickoff interview was with Keith Weed, who's one of the most high-profile, celebrated marketers, um, CMO of Unilever. Unilever. Um, and and it was quite challenging. That was the good thing. Is mm-hmm. it wasn't. Uh, you know, it didn't give him an easy ride, it yeah. really kind of challenged him to, to be accountable and be articulate why they're doing the things that they're doing. That's right. Um, which was good. So, uh, we're, as we said with Max, we're on a bit of a ratings war now, so... Uh, yeah. But I, know, I, I, liked I liked it. I mean, the,
1: the bit that we saw I thought was, um, was really provocative and insightful. So yeah. uh, I think it's the 5th of May, uh, 10 o'clock in the evening on CNBC, uh,
0: I'm going to be watching. Yeah. Uh, and so, finally, just quickly, we've, we we uh, we've talked a little bit in the past about you know championing independent agencies, and particularly in these you know this large shifting sands of the industry that we've been talking about just today. Uh, you know, the opportunity and the room for great independent media agencies to flourish and uh, and and succeed. Uh, and announced uh, last week was a new global media network That's right. built up of loads of independent agencies, which is a nice idea. So called Local Planet, yeah. uh, this is a consortium of uh,
1: local independent media agencies mm. across 40 markets. And they've got some really high profile uh, you know, agencies in there. So yeah. the Seven Stars, uh, who we, we, we referenced uh, mm. last week, is the UK's offering. Uh, Horizon, which is one of the largest uh, agencies in the U.S., mm. I think, is the sort of the founding uh, agency. But across 40 markets, they've I think identified the the the, the best independent mm. agencies, and together they've created this this global network. Yeah. Um, in theory, it's going to be agile. It's going to be innovative. Mm. Um, transparency is one of the core uh, mm-hmm. principles, which I think will okay. be interesting, which is great, yep. refreshing to hear. Yep. Um, and so, with great fanfare, they've launched this week, yep. um, and I think it's a it's a great point of reference, um, and one that I think will be really interesting to see how they operate in some of the uh, you know the big global reviews that yeah. um, that we anticipate will kick off in the next quarter or
0: two. Yeah, and that, I mean. It's, it's a challenge, isn't it, like having a... You know, its success is going to rest on the ability of these agencies who are, I think, all privately owned. Yeah. That's the bit for me that's really interesting, is that there's no shareholding. There's no... So the, the commercial pressures on that as an organisation are going to be very different, mm. which means that they can probably be braver or they can uh, do things perhaps that a big you know, conglomerate-type group can't do, uh, but the challenge is getting them all to work to standard, to standards and principles. Mm. That's the difference. And I've met a lot of these agencies. It used to be called Columbus, this group, and yeah. it's kind of been repackaged and rebranded. Um, and I spoke at a conference of theirs a, a couple of years ago. And so I've met a lot of the, the principals of these, these agencies. And they're really interesting, great entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, getting a whole bunch of entrepreneurs to collaborate. With consistency across markets is going yeah. to be really tricky, um, but if they can do that, uh, then I think that there's a you know there's a good chance. They need the right brief yeah. and the right project to prove the model. Yeah. Um, I think it's a great it's a great. I think challenger a, yeah. right, for the network. For I the think it's going to be
1: absolutely fascinating, and I think I think clients will will really embrace a different point of view, mm. um, and so I look forward to uh, to seeing them on one of our pi- uh, pitches.
0: Yeah. Good. You can mention the books. Yeah, can mention the books. Uh, before we go, I just wanted to say thank you to our chairman, Mr. John Billet, who very kindly has given us um, uh, a whole bunch of new books to add to our uh, burgeoning IDComs library. So uh, look out for a slight rearrangement of the shelves. Exciting on next week's media snack. Um, anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you for watching. Bye for now. have a good weekend.